Hey, it's Taylor Gray, and I'm hanging out with Rob on Front Row Live. What's up, guys? Rob here, Front Row Live Entertainment. I'm hanging out here with Taylor Gray, and I'm super excited because you just had a really exciting week. Uh, you just got a new publishing deal, and I'm like, you know, as an artist, I feel like that's like that's 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 the goal. That's gold. Uh, what does that mean to you? And like, how excited are you about that? Thank you so much. Yeah, I'm so excited. It's been a dream of mine for a long time, and I've been writing songs my whole life. But it's just the past few years where I feel like a songwriter. So getting a pub deal is like super validating, and I'm so excited to keep writing for other people as well as myself. Like I think that's always the dream as a songwriter. You get to explore all these different facets of the craft and write in a bunch of genres. And yeah, I'm I'm like so so happy. How do you think like that's kind of helped you like now that you know that 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 seal is there for you? Like not that you needed it, but like you know when you get a stamp like that, it's like it really lifts you up. Um, so how do you feel like that's kind of helped you like? even think about the songwriting a little more or a little different now? Yeah, I think it is. Well, now I can pack up and go home because I've made it. No, I think it's super exciting because now I, I mean, there's obviously validation you have to find within yourself, but having someone else believe in your craft enough to bring you on board is always really motivating and you want to continue doing that. And I think, it's just something like as a writer, it's going to open up doors to me. Right. Obviously, the world is so much about networking now, but like I'm super shy. So I, again, this is like a huge help to me. I'm like, oh, I can meet so many people and mm. con collaborate with so many new people that I wouldn't, you know, normally get the chance to. And as an artist and writer, like that's that's kind of the goal. Yeah. And it's cool because I love, like, um, as we were talking earlier, like, I, I love how much you've evolved as an artist. But not even that. It's just, like, you've, you've been an artist during the time where social media was starting to creep up. So it was something that was, you know, different. When you would be on tour, like, social media wasn't as available as it is now. So how do these kinds of, like, changes in the music industry how have they kind of helped you evolve as a songwriter, as an artist, and how do you feel like they've also helped you? Yeah, I think it's it's definitely a double-edged sword, like the, the helping and hindering of it, uh, especially now with the evolution of TikTok. Like that is something that's so foreign to me, and it's but it's also like opened uh, a whole world, uh, like it just opened the music world so much, right? And there's so many people who are now able to like get the opportunity, and like of course I have my songs on TikTok, and you know, I'm trying to to be a part of, of that world. Uh, but yeah, I started out, I've had so many iterations of m my personality on social media. And it's so interesting how like things change and evolve. Like you start out with just the music and you're like, okay, does that connect with people? Or people just want to see more about your personality. And then you do more personality driven. And it's I think it's very interesting to grow and change and evolve and grow up, especially in a kind of static format, right? Like people can always see who you are in a snapshot. And it's it's very interesting in a lot of ways, very cool and in a lot of ways, very frightening, I think. Yeah, absolutely. And at the same time, like I feel like every new release comes with an, not necessarily a new look, but just like you have a different mindset every time. Um, so when you going from like dropping uh, Mind of Mind to now the new album, Twilight Hour, like how do you feel like you've evolved as a person um, kind of like promoting your material, your music? Yeah, great question. And we were talking before about my like 
original EP, uh, Mind of Mine, so many years ago. And I think really um, it's this new album. I think I've, I've been growing up and I was, I have very supportive parents, right? They allowed me to put stuff on the internet way too early. Um, but I, I feel like I really have honed in who I am as a songwriter with this past album. And you can see the evolution going through it. But I really was just growing up mm -hmm. and I was allowed to do that in a dynamic format in front of a lot of people. Yeah. And in a lot of ways, you're like, I wish I hadn't, I wish I had waited. But I mean, at, at the end of the day, like I'm so happy I've gotten the opportunity to continue to grow. Uh, and yeah, I think really over the past few years, especially I had time to like, you know, we all had time to step away and really look inward and figure out like not just what I want to say I feel like I've always known what I wanted to say but how I want to say it right. and that's the change and that's where I like feel like I'm showing up as a writer first and foremost yeah and you know as you dive into this new album and and kind of learning how to say the things you want to say you're more vulnerable this time around you're more personal this time around you you let us you allow us the opportunity to come into your life into your heart into your world like the creative process of this album was it a natural process for you? Was it something easy for you to put, the, uh, you know, to write these lyrics that you did and talk about these topics that you did? Or was this something that you and the producer had to really go back and forth trying to figure out, like, can I do this? Am I okay to do this? Like, what was that process like for you? Yeah, so it's, it's interesting because a lot of the songs on this record are stories and experiences I've had through the past decade, like really 10 years, like the first song, eight. What eight whole eight whole years? Yeah. Thank you. Is about something that happened to me when I was fourteen, wow. right? So like it's it's taking these snapshots um, and experiences that were like too hard to write about at the time. Like I have voice. I keep every single voice memo, right? And I like had a song. It was terrible, and it's not even close to the same song. But like about that, and I took one of the metaphors and I changed it into this song, and I did that kind of with a bunch of these experiences. Mm -hmm. And so, in a lot of ways, like yeah, these songs are really hard to write, and I actually couldn't do it at the time when I was going through it. And now that I've had time away and had like no inspiration during, I had to draw back on those experiences and actually round them out. Uh, but yeah, to your point about like, are there things that are sometimes hard to say. Yeah, there's actually a couple, not a lot. I feel pretty, pretty bare on, on this record. Like it's mm -hmm. very transparent. Like I, I talk very openly about my recovery with an eating disorder in a way that I was not able to, like I had hinted at it in other songs, but yeah. I just was not in a place where I was strong enough to do that before. But like, yeah, there's, when will you fall is like probably one of my most personal. I think that's one of my favorites Thank to be you. honest with you. Thank you so much. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, that's like the most recent experience too. Like that, that happened a year ago. So wow. it's like super raw. And that was the one where I was in the moment writing it. But yeah, there was actually a couple lines that were like very scathing and very like, I don't know if I want to call out this person so specifically mm -hmm. in front of everybody that I did take it out. But other than, other than like a couple lines, I've pretty much just pushed it on out there. At the same time with these like kinds of topics, they're not easy to talk about, let alone sing about. Um, so when you're recording them, how are you able to kind of figure out what cadences you wanted to do with your vocals and that control? Like it doesn't like I, I feel your pain on the on the music, but it doesn't sound like you were having a hard time singing. Like I, it just felt natural. Like this was literally like the experience was happening as you were writing it. Yeah. 
I mean, there's, well, with When Will You Fall specifically, um, that's, like, one where I wrote, I was alone in my room bawling my eyes out. And so, like, when I go back and listen to the voice memos, it's, like, you have to fast forward through a bunch of, like, tears to get there. But, yeah, definitely I had, you know, a, a little bit of time away. And you want to be able to sing it well. But ultimately, you can't focus too much on it. And so I think with a demo vocal, you're just raw and you're in there and you're singing and then you know, you have to figure out how to pull it back. With that one, I was like, this is this is a big song vocally. Like, I'm going to try to, like, belt this. And we lost the emotion. So we had to, like, scrap a whole bunch of, like, a whole day worth of takes and kind of go back to the demo vocal and be like, this is kind of just what it is. Um, and obviously there's a whole bunch of EQ stuff where you can get the quivers out. <laughs> what was it like working uh, with your producer, uh, Mark, right? Yeah. Um, and how did he kind of push you to kind of step out of your comfort zone vocally on this album? Well, interesting enough, I met Mark on the Jacob Whitesides tour we were talking about wow. in 2016, and we have stayed in touch, and it just worked out over that we were able to really collaborate. And he is an incredible producer, an incredible writer, and we wrote everything together. So it was the two of us, which really made sense for the type of songs we were writing. You know, like I collaborated with other people, but it just felt like it needed to be the two of us to go on this journey. And he was the perfect partner in that. Um, super open to all of like kind of my whims and, you know, my like, like um, backseat driver producing being like, well, what about, what about this? You know, he's so amenable to all that. Not a lot of producers are. Yeah. Uh, and just, it was a really great experience having, um, you know, a great collaborator and friend. And we got really close over the process, you know, cause this person knows so much about you. You're like, you know, he heard the lyrics. Yeah. yeah. And he heard the original lyrics that we took back. You know, he's like one of the only people in the world that knows kind of the true depth of, of the music. And you need to have someone that you trust really well through that process. And I can't believe this is the first time you guys got to work together after knowing each other for so long. Do you feel like if you worked with him sooner, you think this album would have been would have happened sooner? No, but nothing to do with him at all to do with me. Mm. I think over, you know, because I, I was touring so much before and I was still in college and. I really didn't have a lot of time to dedicate to just writing and writing the bad songs and like getting better at it. So I took a half, almost a full year, like off of writing and then, but like was working on myself and growing as a person and then started writing and was like, yeah, I've figured out how I want to say this. And so we just connected at the right time. Uh, so yeah, I don't think the album would have happened if it weren't this time in, in this now space but uh not not because of him at all just because me i i feel like a different person you know what song out of these 10 tracks what song do you feel like was the most challenging for you to write but also at the same time to record vocals for oh great question okay we'll record vocals for it was first plane home which is shocking and like a deep cut of the album because it's very it's it's like all in the same kind of couple notes it's not that hard of a song to sing and the demo vocals that came so easily and then we it's the it's the meaning and also we couldn't figure out like it took us two days to figure out what type of mic to use it was kind of like a very tedious process with that one because it was so I call it my um chilled out Alanis song like it's (laughs) it sounds nothing like Alanis but someone else was like it sounds like a chilled out Alanis one other person got it and I was like 
it was just wow. here's looking at you john he knows who he is <laughs> um but like that that was like the hardest vocally um to write was definitely or like write and record was definitely when will you fall because that I was like I was going through it at the time of writing and recording it and I wanted that's the only song on the record where I was really dead set on um composing and writing the entire thing myself Mm -hmm. because it was so personal and I'm not the best composer in the world so I know it was so hard for Mark not to be like it's this chord and I'm like no no I'll figure it out I'll figure it out uh and he let me in and that was great so it was definitely that one do you feel like the experience uh, uh, in the studio and composing and technically producing, you were producing this record at the same time. Uh, you were calling it backseat producer, but I feel like you were actually producing it. But do you feel like after that experience, uh, was there more comfort when you stepped into the studio and kind of talked about what you really wanted sound-wise, uh, sonic-wise? Yeah, absolutely. I think I learned to trust myself and my judgment a lot more throughout this process. I think, you know, as someone who doesn't have a huge background in production or live band tracking or anything, um, you know, when we were in the studio and doing live band tracking, which is when, you know, all the live musicians come in, and, you know, having to, like, speak up and find that confidence to be like, I think, no, I think the drum pattern should be this. Yeah which goes against someone who's who's been live band tracking forever, you know, and you have to like be like, I think it should be this maybe. And then they're like, no. And then they do it and they're like, yes. And it was so validating and like such a big thing for me um, as someone who's a little more reserved to like figure out I can trust myself on this and it is my music at the end of the day. And like just because I'm not an expert in something doesn't mean that I – I don't have an intuition around it. So I think I do feel a lot more comfort before I would have just, you know, been like, everyone knows better than me. I don't know anything, you know? No, I get that. Was there a particular song on this album that you are most proud of sonically? Great question. Um, I don't know. I think, well, who am I? I really love because that's a really personal song to me and the harmonies in that I'm really proud of. I'm really proud of, kind of how the arrangement of that worked out. Um, I I mean, I love Idiot, which is like the, kind of like the pop song of the record. Um, but that one is so fun sonically. I think how the story goes, though, I really love because it feels so um, 70s to me. You know, it has this like kind of 70s drum loop. I call it my, my Blondie song because if you like listen to the drum, uh, the drums in that, it just feels very like one way or another to me um and I love that and I've always loved I'm a big 70s music fan and I think that's hard to emulate especially I mean for me and and nowadays too um as a not band you know I'm I'm a one person so uh I I'm really proud of how that one turned out with this song in particular um what like Cadence-wise, going back to the cadence, just because it had a different kind of vibe, do you feel like you had to change your cadence? Do you feel like you had to change the the BPM of this song because it was like a different stylistically, it was like a different era? Um, no, I think it started. We that one was one of the songs we started out with um, a drum loop. Mm-hmm. Like usually, I'll kind of come to a session with a couple chords and like a little verse melody or chorus melody or some like small idea. This was really the song where Mark was like, hey, what, a, what, a, like, what about these drums? And I was like, yes. And like immediately wrote the, um, the verse. Mm-hmm. 
to the song hearing that drum loop. So it really felt natural. And I mean, along with um, writing stories that I've wanted to write about, it's also this record was about writing the types of songs that I had always been like, I wish I could do something like that. You know, like, idiot, I wish I could. I, I grew up loving Avril Lavigne. I wish I could write a song like Avril. And this was like, I love Blondie. I wish I could write a song like that. Um, so I really leaned into that aspect of writing it and it kind of fell together. The The challenge was when looking at the album as a whole, how to make it cohesive. That's where we, we really had to make sure like the live elements were apparent in the other songs and try to connect it and tell a more seamless story. Right. This When listening to this album, like it doesn't just sound like you finally like you were finally okay with telling your story. It sounds like you've kind of arrived at your destination. Like this is where, what you've wanted to create. Um, did you find yourself writing a lot of these songs and scratching them because the sound wasn't what we hear today? And what was it about the sound that told you like, this is it, this song is done. Like now I can move on to the next. Well, thank you so much. Um, that's exactly like how it feels. You know, I feel like I've showed up within myself and uh, have put out something that I'm really, really proud of. Um, to answer your question about like, what was it? Like, there's so many songs we wrote. Like, we wrote so many bad songs or like, and also so many good songs that just weren't right for it. So I guess what told me um, when it came down to it, like, how do we create, how do I put together like in picking the songs that I want to be here is it was really about the story. Mm. And then it was like, do I enjoy listening to this? I think for so much, I was like, what are other people going to like? What are other people going to like? And it was like, do I enjoy listening to it? Do I like it? And that has to be enough. I'm such a, like, I mean, but we were, we were down to the wire of me listening to these mixes and master, you know, I guess master it's kind of done, but like listening to these mixes being like, no can we add 2db to the you know like getting to in your head about it and sometimes you just need to take a step back and be like do i enjoy listening to this what is the overall experience is the emotion coming through and that had to be enough at the end of the day dang i like it's cool just because like seeing how much you've you've evolved like yeah you've had i mean your your streams are insane um, so it's not like you're a new artist, like your music has always gotten the attention, but it's cool seeing you give yourself your attention that you kind of deserve on this album. And that's kind of what I feel. Um, when you, now that the album's out and, you know, prior to that, you've been touring a lot. So now that the album's out, what is a tour like, or what is a tour, uh, live show? What does a live show look like right. in your head for this album? Just cause I feel like it's, it's what we've seen in the past is nothing compared to what we're about to see with this album. Fingers crossed. Also, I have to point out giving yourself the, that was like so poetic. I am going to take that. Um, so thank you for that. But yeah, I think crafting a live show around this is going to be super interesting. I've been lucky enough to do kind of one release show. Um, that felt really great. You know, it was, it, it felt very exciting and authentic in that way. Um, and, you know, because before I was opening and as an opener, you kind of have to look at touring a little differently, I think. Right. Um, you want to be entertaining and make people excited for the headliner. And it's like about that show. And if I, you know, were to tour as an opener again, um, which, you know, fingers crossed, right? Like that would still be my goal. I think I would go about it way more 
authentically and you know it's less kind of I mean it's always hard you have 20 25 minutes you need to choose between like the songs and what to say but I think I would really focus on connecting with people that storytelling I feel way more comfortable with the stories I want to share and like my ability to do that and I think it would just be like way more I don't know like you know you just have like the the like the the live elements of the tracks are built in and like I mean we have an intro in the album like there's a whole intro track like we did that as an intro to the show which is like I mean, it was a small stage, but you always feel so cool walking out to your own intro. So it's, it's just going to feel, I'm going to feel so much more at home in my body and in my craft on stage, I think now. Yeah. So you've experienced so many different tours opening up for artists from, and, and not just artists, but just like different genres uh, from Jacob Whitesides to Why Don't We to Sabrina Carpenter, like so many different artists that you've opened up for. What have you learned from these experiences because it's like a different type of stage? It's a different type of audience. Like what have you learned from these experiences and what are you taking with you to your next tours? Yeah, that's such a great question because I think I learn and grow with every show and every artist. Like I watch, you know, the set every night, right? And I love seeing how these different acts um, perform and connect with people. You know, you can always learn. From that, but I think what I've learned over you know my however many years of, of opening um, that really it is you need to have fun. If you're not having fun, no one's gonna have fun, and that means you need to be comfortable. And I think that's something that's really hard. And it took me so many years to feel comfortable, like on stage, especially as someone who's like you know wasn't ever comfortable in my literal physical body right so now that I feel like I've kind of grown up and like getting older has been such a luxury I love it I love getting older I'm so much more confident within myself and like so just literally being present it feels so much more natural to me and I can't wait to continue to to do that and I think you know you can just feed off the audience's energy and like you know connect in a in a way deeper way yeah well congratulations with this album i'm glad we finally got to hang out and talk about your creative process um i feel like this was the right time to do so so thank you taylor for hanging out with me you guys be sure to check out uh taylor gray's new album twilight hour is out now and thanks for watching here on front row live Hey, it's Rob again. If you enjoyed this interview, please follow for more and I invite you to head over to my YouTube channel, Front Row Live ENT, where I have thousands of video interviews with my favorite new and established artists. Once again, thank you for tuning in and have a great night.